0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Caspar. Meet 5,000 space aliens in 5,000 seconds. That's about 83 minutes in this fun and totally bonkers animated film that uses computer manipulated found footage and collage, all created by our one of our guests today, Scott Bateman, and brought to you by producer Lucas A. Ferrara. Again, the film is called 5000 Space Aliens. I had so much fun with this. I love films that are not only out of the ordinary, but also really Kind of force me to think about things in ways that I hadn't perceived watching film before. Oh, uh, and great. just to give a little bit of that away, this this footage that we're seeing, well, I mentioned five thousand seconds. we're seeing five thousand images. It is fun. You, I think oh. you just have to let go when you watch this movie, let it wash over you. I know that's something that's said in some of the press, uh, but I do. I think that's really the the way to, way to watch this. And with that, let me introduce to the program the director, Scott Bateman, as well as the producer, Lucas D. Ferrara. To both of you, welcome to Film School Radio. Thanks so much. Great to be here. As I mentioned, I, I've watched in the course of doing this show uh, in the last 12 years, I've done over 2000 interviews. And there aren't many films that have come along in the course of that many, many films that I've watched that have been as interesting and um, thought-provoking on with on a premise that I could never have imagined as this one has for me. So my congratulations to you for, for your work here. Um, well, thank you so much. I'll start with you, Scott. Where did the idea for this come? Uh, it kind
1: of is a uh, mashup of a lot of different ideas that all kind of came together at the same time after my last film, i wanted to make another film again, but really had no money. And so I was looking for a way to make a movie basically by myself at home, which is not a usual way to make a movie at all. And also I've been kind of playing with this one second rhythm of, of shots, and I just found it really hypnotic. And I thought, if I can make a feature film like this, there will be an audience who really digs this. And, and also I've been playing with found footage and Anytime you play with found footage from the internet, it's very low res to begin with. So you're already having to play with it to make it high res. And so I just turned it kind of turned a lot of it into animation looking stuff. Yeah. And that was, which was a lot of fun to do. Um, just I learned a lot about how to work with software and stuff to really manipulate images. And it was, um, and basically the goal was to make this film a kind of a non narrative film, but to make it as entertaining. As a narrative film would be to an audience.
0: I want to revisit that point that you're making, but I want to bring into the conversation your producer, Lucas A. Ferrara. So, Lucas, wh- where did you come into this project? How did you get to know scott well,
2: uh, We have to go back to March of 2020. And if you recall, that's when COVID hit the world. And we're all in a pandemonium, so to speak. Uh, as, and as the world was imploding, I was sitting in my home sort of helpless and i'm saying to myself there's got to be something i can do uh some way i can make a difference some way i can help people in this time of crisis so i found myself going to crowdfunding pages and long story short you know th- those pages where people solicit contributions for various endeavors you know inventions new businesses uh a charity work and and behold uh who's asking for money in the midst of the pandemonium the pandemic scott Bateman for five thousand space aliens now mike i have to tell you it was only a teaser trailer at the time because the film was still in development back then but i was just mesmerized by it i was just i looked at it and i said well this is going to be incredibly successful or it's going to be the biggest imaginable because it is so different it's uh non-narrative dialog free uh and you don't get many feature films that are animated directed edited scored by one human being so you had a confluence of all those factors i said i have to be part of it so i contributed to the film and then scott called me up and said Hey, would you like to be more involved? And I said, absolutely. And that was the beginning of a beautiful relationship over the course of the last three years. We went from festival to festival, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Winning Best Feature at Medusa Underground, getting accolades like you wouldn't believe, finally scoring a distribution deal internationally with Freestyle Digital Media, which is a Byron Allen company. So it's been an incredible ride
0: that's fantastic
1: and when lucas like um kind of found out about the movie and stuff he was um very taken uh with the animation style um just uh because he was comparing it to um andy warhol's pop art and just pop art in general and also some terry gilliam monty python stuff and he was just really saw something in that which i'm very grateful for
0: yeah um and by the way i want to let our listeners know that uh, Lucas, you are an attorney. Uh, you have you're par- heading up your, I believe, your own law firm in, in Manhattan in New York, and you have been rated as a super lawyer by uh, New York Metro for many years. I just want to just so I just want to give people an idea that th- these are the way that you came to this project is obviously there's a passion that you must you felt when you saw what 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 Scott was working on. I'm a film lover. I didn't start out as, I'm not a filmmaker. I came, I started out, I was a political consultant, right? Oh, okay. And so, when I, before I started all this stuff. And, nice. uh, well, I went, this is a kind of a, sort of a almost philosophical question. Uh, and, and that is watching these images one second at a time, it, it, it brought to mind how we process information. As I'm watching this, I am, I'm seeing things and in a way, watching a movie in a way that I, I want to say challenged by before, but certainly presented with in this way before to watch a film where you're seeing in one second increments and it feels like you stayed on point the entire film. I don't think I saw anything that felt like it was more than a second. No, no. And once you kind of got that rhythm as you're watching it. It really was fascinating. It really made me, it's, I don't know, stimulated my brain in a way that I don't know exactly how to describe the experience. What have been the reactions, I guess, seeing from mothers. Yeah,
1: well, you know. Am I I I on the right
0: track here? Am I? I... Yeah, definitely you're
1: on the right track. And I appreciate that. And it's uh, good to hear. You know, I find that rhythm to be very hypnotic. I think uh, I found that, you know, when I see the movie with an audience, that they also are there for the whole ride. Yeah. very very hypnotized by it also i think actually one of the um funniest or best experiences watching it with a movie was that it was in new york city at the psychedelic film festival and they they do a lot of um you know very crazy stuff and and they were and the audience was just tuned in on it and they just loved it and um and the q a afterwards i think the first question i got was what psychedelic do you recommend I use before watching this movie? <laughs> and <laughs> I didn't really have an answer for that because I think the movie kind of is its own of that. And I think it's a good movie to watch with friends. And because, you know, they'll catch something that you didn't catch. And you it's almost like two people are having a different or seeing different movies sometimes because the things go by so fast. Some people see one, some people see the next one. Um, it's just. And and plus, I like to make movies that reward uh, repeat viewings. And this is the ultimate version of that.
0: I definitely see myself watching it again. And the, the thing about it is you can turn it on. And if you get distracted, I wouldn't think you're going to, you could come back to it. As you said, it's not a narrative film. It's something that is an experience. It's a cinematic experience.
1: Yeah, it's like a roller coaster ride. It's yeah. a
0: dynamic
2: piece of art, Mike. Uh, yeah. When he was going through the festival circuit, we had some festivals that actually uh, displayed the movie on the sides of buildings. This is the next Yule Log. I don't know if you know the Yule Log.
0: <laughs> the y- I do L- know the Yule Log.
2: <laughs> the Y-U-L-E Log, because my voice is a little uh, hoarse here. <laughs> no two people are experiencing this movie in the same way yeah. and you need to watch it multiple times i've i've watched this film i can't tell you how many times as <laughs> i still find things that i've missed like the prior hundred times before it's that dynamic a piece yeah. and as you said it really works and each person can experience it any way they want. So you're hitting on something, Mike. If you don't want to watch more than 10 minutes, that's totally fine. If you want to sit through the whole thing, even better. But everyone is experiencing it differently. We're not dictating. Scott's not dictating what to think. It's beautiful. And it's art. If you think about it, Mike, it's pure sense, allowing you to interpret it.
1: Well, it does work on like uh, both those levels, like a, a background thing, like you'd see in a gallery, or just put on in your house during a party. But it also it, on the other level, it rewards a close watch, and you can just sit and watch it. And uh, you know, after a hard day, you just, it's just relaxing to not have to pay attention to a story or something like that. I love watching like a non-narrative film often because you know i find storytelling a bit boring these days so i wanted to make a film that i would want to watch that would do just allow me to relax
0: and again i'm a big fan of c- cinema that allows you space to think and i can't yeah. you can't help but think while you watch it and by the way things like i found this to be a very sexy film i did The film is composed mostly, if not entirely, of found footage and or royalty-free footage, right? Yes. yes. that? Public
1: domain and stuff like that. Which,
0: which, by the way, Scott, congratulations, because this show is called Film School Radio for a reason. Uh, Filmmakers, I'm hoping, are listening to our conversations because this is another great idea that if you're a young filmmaker with not a lot of money and you're looking for some idea... Blair Witch kind of idea or some other version of that you can go you can do this and this is and it should be an inspiration to filmmakers who watch this is that you know what great idea well executed well you know, if you're
1: short on money it's like um found footage is a great way to go and there's a lot of it you can find on the internet uh especially like at archive.org there's just tons of public domain stuff waiting to be uh, discovered like old home movies and things like that and these home movies date back to like the 1930s even which I didn't even know that was a thing yet at that point so yeah 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 there, there's a lot to discover for a young filmmaker and, and found footage and a lot of you can just rearrange it to tell a different story it's, it's a lot of fun
2: yes and by the way to further your point to all the listeners out there particularly the newer uh filmmakers um you too can get a distribution deal, it is possible. Scott single-handedly did this all by himself, as I said. And with my help, he got a distribution deal. And that's because the art spoke for itself. As I told you, I said, you know what, Scott, let's put this on the festival circuit, because if it has momentum, then people are gonna wanna buy it. And sure enough, that's what happened. And to make a long story short, When I showed it to Byron Allen's company, Freestyle Digital, the acquisitions person over there, it took a couple of weeks. And I was like, I was pulling, wink wink, I don't have here for for those listening, but I was pulling my hair out because we weren't getting a response. After a couple of weeks, Mike, I get a one word email. And the word from the distribution uh, guy was delicious. I got to chill. I got to chill. When I saw that, I was going to say, "Well, this is this is amazing." It either resonates with people or not. (laughs) It's visceral. Yeah, it's it's
1: definitely a film that's like uh, I wouldn't say divisive, but people have one. You know, people either love it and accept it for what it is, or people are more married to that narrative film thing and don't understand why it's not telling them a story. And um, I would love to actually for people would just make up stories for it and tell tell them to me.
0: I just want to let people know that we're talking about the film 5000 Space Aliens. We're speaking with the director, Scott Bateman, as well as the producer, Lucas A. Ferrara. And I saw certain clips that weren't exactly the same, but they were the same person. After a while, I was picking out people who I saw previously in some of the clips good job uh, not everyone will uh catch that so yeah um, but have you ever gone to the website open culture uh, I haven't been there in a long time okay but I've you been know it before yeah yeah but they're constantly coming out with new tranches of footage that has been released like through Pathé or something oh or, yeah or, yeah. or really old stuff old old stuff from old. British british newsreels and or whatever but for filmmakers who are, are looking for sources you mentioned one for royalty-free uh footage and and photos open culture is fantastic and there's one other place that i don't think people know very much about if at all something called the pacifica archives and that's uh wbai in your neck of the woods is part of the pacifica network but right, the, in addition right. to the radio network they have a foundation out here in los angeles called the art pacific archives i'm just throwing these out there for people who are interested in find and they have an amazing collection of audio they interviewed everybody since 1950s they've been around and interviewed everybody there are sources out there for filmmakers to be using so so i'm just suggesting a few here Filmmakers know some of the other ones as well. But there's a lot of stuff out there, especially open culture. They really highlight a lot of, that's the whole point, is things that are in the public domain. That's the reason they exist.
1: One of the favorite things that I found as a a, um, source, and it's not motion picture, it's photographs, on the Flickr Commons, there's this old Venezuelan uh, photo studio from like the 1950s someone uploaded all their old negative glass negatives, uh, on there. And it, it, these are just photographs that people did for like, uh, I don't know, passport photos and stuff yeah. like that. And they're just incredible. I, I love, I love these people. Yeah. <laughs> and I used several of them in the film.
0: I want to thank both of you for your time today here on film school radio. The film again is called 5,000 space aliens. And we've been joined today by the director and that would be Scott Bateman, as well as the producer. Lucas A. Ferrara. The film is available at 5000SpaceAliens.com. Be looking for it, search it out, have fun with it. Scott Bateman and Lucas A. Ferrara, thank you so very much for being here on Film School Radio. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films.